I uh, just want to thank everybody for showing up tonight. Uh, honored to be here. Uh, while Pastor Mark's out of town, let's pray for him and his family uh, and, and the leadership that went out with the youth, uh, that they have a, a safe trip, a good time, uh, and that they be blessed and be able to minister to people that are hurting and lost out there uh, in their travels. Uh, we want to thank you uh, again for being here and uh, let us pray. Father, I just want to lift Pastor Mark up uh, and Pops and Marcos and, and the leadership team that's out with our youth. Uh, Father, I just ask that you be with them, that you anoint them on their trip, Father, um, and give them safe travels. Uh, and I just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Aren't you glad God never gives up? I know I am. Okay. Something that God really put on my heart uh, this week when Pastor Mark called me and, and wanted me to give a word. Um, you know, I started thinking about my journey through the foundry and what God had called me to do. Um, and, and something that I heard over and over through, through the process was such a time as this. Um, I heard a lot of pastors uh, speaking about such a time as this. Um, a good friend of mine uh, gave a word one night and he was talking about uh, the generation that we are in right now um, and a lot of the struggles that are going on in the world today and he had called some people uh, according to his purpose for such a time as this uh, and what God was talking about I think was like having boldness and courage to go out there and minister to these people that are lost and uh, I hadn't a clue what I was going to share about uh, until Saturday uh, and, and the Lord kind of brought me back to something that I hardly ever read in the Old Testament in the book of Esther um, and, and the scripture reveals that Esther is a Jewish woman. She was a, a queen living in Persia and reared by her cousin Mordecai. She was taken to the king of Persian empire to become a part of his harem. And because there was something special about Esther, he made her a queen. You know, and Mordecai, however, didn't tell the king about one major detail that, uh, you know, Esther was a Jew and she had a Jewish heritage. So, of course, there's a scoundrel in the story, too. Um, of course, there always is. Uh, and, and this man's name was Haman. He, he was a vengeful, vengeful, egotistical advisor to the king, uh, and he hated Mordecai for refusing to bow down to him, uh, you know, because he, he was a part of the, uh, part of the king's uh, kingdom there. Um, and certain people abroad dispersed among the people's province um, whose customs were different. And Her Haman was talking about um, the, the Jewish people. So he goes on to say that there's a, uh, here, let me see. My eyes are bad, y'all, and I'm reading from my notes. Um, 
Haman was saying that it was in their best interest not to tolerate uh, the Jewish people. And the king gave him authority to handle the fate of the Jewish people. In return, Haman announced uh, a government-issued genocide. So Haman wanted to kill the Jewish people, uh, you know, all because of Mordecai not bowing down to him. Uh, and, and it goes on to say, what could the queen do for her people? The kingdom, or the king had not requested her presence in a month. Of all the Jews, only Esther had access to the king. Mordecai persuaded Esther to speak to the king on behalf of the Jewish people, reminding her of her unique place in history and that silence is not an option. He said in one of the most poetic biblical passages, Mordecai speaks of God's purposeful timing. Who knows but you have come to a royal position for such a time as this. And that's in Esther 4.14. It says, in other words, Mordecai lets Esther know that even her outer beauty was for a reason and it would not go to waste. So Esther knew, of course, that going to the king unsolicited could be her death sentence because uh, in that time you weren't allowed to approach the king unless he summoned you. Okay, so anyone who came into the presence of the king without being summoned could be executed. What does she do? Before making a life or death decision, she calls for the Jewish people to join her on the third, on the third day to fast. Or on a three-day fast, I'm sorry. Following the fast, she put on her best royal robes, approached the king, and told him of Haman's plot against her people. The Jewish people were saved. Haman was hanged on the same gallows that had been prepared for Mordecai, and Esther received Haman's estate. So she got a blessing out of going to the king, um, and that's what took courage. You know, she could have been sentenced to death, but she chose to have courage and, and approach the king for her people. You know, so um, you know that took a, a lot of faith uh, on her part to do that. And there's a lot of life lessons that come out of this. Um, and one being is God has a plan for our lives. Um, it says that Mordecai nailed it when he said, if you, mean, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for all the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to the royal place for such a time as this. God loved the Jewish people, and he didn't create Esther's beauty and finesse for her and her alone. Esther was placed in a royal position to assist in the delivery of God's divine plan. Lesson number two is we're given a divine moment uh, to alter circumstances. Um, and as believers, there are no such thing as coincidence. God's timing is uh, providential, Esther's divine moment came by accepting her responsibility to go to the king. However, Mordecai was clear when he said to Esther that she could be the one who saved the people or not. God will use you only if you're ready or he will find someone else. And, and you know, uh, Pastor Mark ha has said this numerous times in some of his classes that if we miss, miss that opportunity, that he, you know, God is going to find other people 
and miss our blessing. Um, and I've heard that in a lot of his classes and a lot of his sermons about missing the blessing. And I don't know about y'all, but I need a lot of blessing in my life. Uh, it's taken a lot for me in my journey to get where I am today. Um, and it was from the help uh, of guys that are in the Foundry program, uh, the, the congregation of this church that have ministered to me and loved on me and helped me through this journey. And I, I've done a lot of thinking about that, not missing the opportunity again. So when God calls me to do something today, whether I'm nervous like I am right now, it's okay to be nervous. But somebody stands in the fire with me. Um, I don't know, John, Mark, if you and Bethany have the same speaker in y'all's vehicles or in your house like Pastor Mark does, but I remember when I was going through the program, you know, I'd be praying about a lot of stuff, and then I'd get to church and I'd hear that same message, you know, and it's like, are y'all tapping my bunk or something, you know, y'all listening in on my prayers? And I'd joke with Pastor Mark about that, and he was like, no, brother, that's just the Spirit of God. Said, okay. Because when I was on my way from Coleman today, uh, that song that they were singing about being in the fire, I was like, Lord, I'm nervous. Uh, yeah, I said, but I know you're going to be in the fire with me. Uh, so you're going to lead me today. Uh, regardless if I'm scared or whatever, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have that courage that Esther had. Um, and I'm going to go on with must stand with courage. Lesson number three says, I will go to the king even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. Uh, Esther was willing to die, <clears throat> excuse me, to save her people. Sometimes we must stand in courage, even when it is not popular to do so, and risk it all. Um, lesson number four is talking about fasting and prayer brings clarity and hope for deliverance. God is not mentioned in the book of Esther, not even once, but Esther was clear that in this particular situation, a heavenly response, heavenly response was needed for an earthly situation. Esther needed direction. When we need God's grace, fasting and prayer opens the portals of spiritual growth, removes distractions, and places us on a path to humility. Um, and lesson number five is talking about God's, God demands obedience. Um, that took a lot of time for me. Uh, I, was, uh, I was not an obedient person when I first came to the foundry. Uh, and in fact, I despised authority. Uh, you know, I, I had gone through some things in my childhood, um, you know, and, and it broke me of authority, respecting authority. So, you know, coming here and, and being in a being put in a position to be a man under authority, which I am today, um, it, it was a process that I had to walk out. I had to learn what being a man under authority was and, and learning how to trust people um, and, and submit to them. <laughs> and it was the greatest thing I ever did. Um, if I'd have done it long ago, uh, I probably wouldn't have done it long ago because I'm blessed to be where I am today. Uh, Romans says that everything we went through in our past, uh, you know, is going to be for the good uh, if we love him. So he's using that today 
um, and, and I'm excited about it. And, and lesson number six says, uh, God uses everything and everybody for his divine purpose. Says no part of our lives untouched. No part of our lives is untouched. God is in control of every aspect, whether we want him to be or not. And there's nothing that is not subject to him. That's in Hebrews 2.8. And the best thing we can do for our lives is to search for and su surrender to his will. And I'm going to put this in Pastor Mark's words. Agree with God and agree with him quickly. Um, that, that's one of the things that, that pa Pastor Mark has instilled in me, and, and I'm very grateful for today. Um, so getting back to this, for such a time as this, it's a phrase tossed around frequently, often without much thought to the original meaning or context in which it was said. It can mean special, chosen, or royal. Many people even quote Mordecai's rebuke to Esther as a life verse representing power and favor. But what did this phrase really mean? When we look at the life of Esther throughout the book, this phrase actually refers to Esther being scolded for her self-indulgent, self-preserving mindset. Has anybody ever been there before? <laughs> I know I have. In today's language, we might call this being shot down for having narcissistic tendencies, and Mordecai reproved Esther for living large and embracing royalty over righteousness. Um, you know, the world would say maybe selfies over uh, service. Uh, a lot of people out there more worried about taking selfies over, over serving people. So uh, through those telling words, he reminded her she had chosen to set her own interest aside, let go of her own ambitions, and face an enemy full on. She was to risk her life and legacy with no guarantees of, po of a positive outcome. That's for such a time as this, Mordecai challenged Esther to accept. And that's the challenge God also sets before you and me. God's given each of us a job, a position, resources, education, and more. God has opened opportunities to optimize his kingdom purposes. He didn't place you or me where we were so we could eat figs all day long or post pictures on social media. He placed us wherever we are because we're in the midst of a battle, a war. You and I are in the midst of a seismic conflict involving good versus evil and to miss a kingdom assignment because we've become too caught up in our personal kingdoms is one of the greatest tragedies we could ever face. An entire nation was grateful for how Esther responded to Mordecai's rebuke. The lives were spared. How many souls can be spared in the culture we live in today when we choose to step up to service, even if it involves sacrifice? Um, that's enough of my notes. Now I'm just going to talk to you again on a personal level. That was hard work for me, y'all studying and doing stuff like that. Ninth grade dropout, two years in a row. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, to wrap that up in a couple of days, pretty good for me. Um, but speaking from the heart, you know, Esther showed courage in all this. And it, it 
It makes me so grateful to, to be here tonight after going through the foundry. Guys, I just want to encourage every one of you that you have a purpose, you have an identity in Christ, uh, and, and he's calling us uh, to serve him, to serve others, and, and it's just such a joy. Um, like I said, I've come a long way. Um, the, the, the people of this church have loved on me and, and raised me up in the way I should go, and um, uh, it's just a grateful experience to be here. Like I said, uh, I'm overjoyed, and uh, it, it's good to see everybody here. Um, amen. <laughs> So, with that being said, I would love for anybody that's having uh, anything that's really on their heart, man. Like I said, I'm new to this, and I'm just opening the floor up to people that, uh, that might need a breakthrough. You know, if you need prayer, um, I I'd love to pray with people to help them in their breakthrough. Um, amen, brother. I'm glad you're here. Uh, like I said, guys, this is my first time. Uh, I'm honored. I'm nervous as I'll get out. So, <laughs> I, I'm I'm very I'm very grateful. Uh, thank you. All. Uh, I'm just truly blessed. You know that that. God's put me in the position. I can remember Mr. Gilbert back there said when, when he came in this evening that he can remember uh, me being in the change group that he was doing when I first came to the foundry. Uh, and, and just to be, to be a part of the foundry now uh, and, and a part of God's work and, and what he's doing, um, it keeps me humble. Excuse me. Uh, it's just such an honor, like I said, to be here and, and to be a servant. Um, I, I just truly don't know what else to say right now. <laughs> um, and, and I'm just I'm going to go ahead and close, guys. Um, and I just want to let y'all know I love you. And if there's anybody that needs prayer to, to have a breakthrough, please come up here and let me pray with you because uh, God's really put that on my heart this evening. Um, I guess because I'm nervous. I want to help y'all get through y'all's nervousness. Um, but that's okay. I'm glad to be nervous today. Amen. <laughs>